We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is the best of the Joe Show. Running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. Happy, not Friday, but happy Feel Good Friday. I am Dan Day. Going to make you feel good as we go into the weekend on the way. Going to play some of that feel good reggae music. Good vibes make you say irie and have the best weekend you possibly can. Plus, going to check in with the Joe Rose Show there talking to Manish Mehta about something that will make you feel good if you're a Dolphins fan. Jamal Adams and Adam Gase. <laughs> if you're a Jets fan, not so much. Dan Lebetard show. They're looking into the COVID-19 craziness and testing in Major League Baseball on opening day. Then Hawk and Crowder. It is opening night in baseball. Let's go. Plus, I'll have those Hawkman highlights, Crowder crowd pleasers. Kind of the week that was on the Hawk and Crowder show. Right now, though, I have the headlines that are here on the Best of the Joe show. In opening day action, the Yankees beat the Nats 4-1 in six innings due to rain, while the Dodgers down the Giants 8-1. Miami opens tonight in Philadelphia. The Heat scrimmage Utah tomorrow at 4. No word on if Bam Adebayo and Kendrick Nunn will play after returning from a positive coronavirus test. Jets safety Jamal Adams says he thinks head coach Adam Gase is not the right guy for the job. Adams is demanding a trade. After pressure from various counties, the FHSAA has decided to push back the start date for fall practices to August 24th. University of Wisconsin Athletic Director Barry Alvarez says if the football program plays a 10-game conference-only schedule, the athletic program stands to lose around $70 million, while if there's no season at all, they stand to lose about $100 million. Several ESPN analysts have named the Dolphins one of the most improved teams in the NFL. Miami opens in New England September 13th. Some of the staff at the University of Kentucky wants the basketball team's Rupp Arena renamed. They say former coach Adolph Rupp had a history of alienating African Americans. And now after a long week, we all need it, we all want it. Let's take a step into the day spa. <sighs> A cat in Russia was videoed twice attempting to drag cash out of the bar. If it were me, I'd be going for the booze, but then again, I'm not a cat. A Wisconsin man made good on a handshake he made with a friend almost 30 years ago and split a $22 million lotto jackpot with him. What are the chances this would happen in Miami? Mm, none. A woman in England has invented a face mask with a flap so she can drink her wine. When life gives you grapes, you make wine. California man recently spent 40 hours in Joshua Tree after breaking his leg on a trail. See, 
That's why you don't drop acid and walk around the desert. Now on to weather. Tonight's forecast, rainy with temperatures around 80. This morning, uh, Miami eyes were smiling and New York City Jet fans were crying because we got Jets beat writer Manish Mehta on the Joe Rose Show. And Joe Rose dove into the topic. Like I said, that'll make most Dolphins fans pretty, 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 pretty happy. Jamal Adams, he wants Gase gone or he wants to be gone. Allegations surrounding the organization and when all is said and done, will Jamal remain a Jet? You had a a little sit down um, with Jamal Adams. I was aware of some of the stuff, but uh, having your best player come out with it, is this going to be enough, first of all, to get him traded, or is it just a bad time to be making trades considering what's going on in the NFL right now? I think, you know, when you look at how the Jets and Jamal Adams got to this point, you really have to understand the details from the beginning of the offseason in January until now. Jamal Adams wanted to remain with the Jets, and he was told by the general manager that uh, he would be getting a first offer, a first proposal in January, and then there's just a string of bizarre sequence of events over the next six months in which Jets uh, management, specifically Joe Douglas, kept stonewalling that offer. Jamal Adams, to this day, has not gotten a contract offer after six months ago the general manager said hey sit tight we're going to put together a proposal and in the interim the general manager has changed his reason for not giving the offer and it got eventually to the point where the general manager acted as if he had never actually made that promise to Jamal Adams back in January so it's maddening I guess if you're in his position I don't know how anybody in his position wouldn't be offended by that because it's insulting frankly to his intelligence uh, and it's a, a very dysfunctional way of handling your business. So, you know, you're asking me, can he be traded? Uh, I think if the right offer came along, Joe Douglas would trade Jamal Adams. I don't think that Joe Douglas particularly wants to trade him, but uh, my understanding is that Douglas has indeed told Jamal Adams' camp that if the right deal does come along before the season, he's open to trading him. The question becomes, what's the right price? What's enough for the Jets? Uh, And I think that's where it gets really hazy. Uh, You know, I don't know if a team is going to pony up enough for the Jets to pull the trigger on moving uh, their best player. I am just shocked. And, and, and we know Adam Gase down here too, what his shortcomings were, and we're seeing a lot of the same ones with you guys. But he hasn't, even in the locker room or like at halftime or after games, not talking to his team and not meeting one-on-one with your best player to tell him what's going on, what you're thinking, to try to smooth it out. Just lack of communication. Uh, I was a little surprised. I, I I really was on some of that stuff. Like, how do you not talk to your best player, who you know a lot of guys look up to because he's the best player on the team? Of all the things that, that Jamal Adams and I spoke about, the sequence of events during negotiations was eye-opening, but it was particularly damning what he said about Adam Gase. And, you know, everybody knew about the some of the players in Miami not being particularly pleased with Gase by the end of his three-year run with the Dolphins. So there was some precedent there. But when your best player, you're far and away your best player, one of your team captains, the emotional leader of your team, really the only all-pro that you have on the roster, when he comes out and says explicitly that he does not feel that Adam Gase is the right leader for this organization to reach the mountaintop. I mean, that to me is a stinging indictment on Gase. I mean, this is a highly respected player, uh, a two-time MVP voted on by his team. 
teammates. Uh, nobody is respected more in that locker room than Jamal Adams. So uh, I think it's a fair assumption to make that he is not the only person who feels this way about Adam Gase. And frankly, I already know this, uh, being around the team for the past uh, year since Gase arrived, that the uh, the prevailing sentiment in that organization is that uh, you know Adam Gase is not a leader. He, he is not a leader in any way. And the, the example that Jamal Adams shared to me was uh, also damning. I mean, he frankly said when things aren't going right in the first half of games, when the team huddles up in the locker room at halftime, uh, Adam Gase does not address the team as a whole. He leaves the locker room, leaves and heads back onto the field and allows an assistant coach to say all of the motivational stuff that you would anticipate your head coach, your leader doing is an extremely poor reflection on Gase. Uh, And what I also thought was interesting was that a few weeks ago, Gase said publicly after Adams had sought uh, to, you know, permission to seek a trade. And I had reported that Gase's presence, frankly, was one of the disconcerting element for Jamal Adams. Gase came out publicly a few weeks ago, said that he had a good relationship with Jamal Adams and that uh, he's he's been in, he's he's had a lot of dialogue, I believe that's the phrasing that Gase used, a lot of dialogue between him and the player. Well, the reality is that Jamal Adams told me yesterday that he has not spoken to Adam Gase since his exit interview the day after the regular season. That's December 30th. That's almost seven months ago. So what Adam Gase said publicly a few weeks ago uh, during a conference call is not true. He has not been in constant dialogue with Jamal Adams. In fact, he has not spoken to Jamal Adams in almost seven months. Wow. Let's talk ownership for a second. Not a good situation when your owner, your, your owner, and by the way, the brother, I'm, I'm not going to call the brother an owner. The owner, Woody Johnson, is not being involved with this team and now things that have popped up for him, allegations overseas. Is it as dysfunctional as it seems from top to bottom to you? Uh, Look, I've covered this team uh, for almost 15 years. There are different decision makers come and go. The one constant is ownership. Woody Johnson, his brother, Christopher, is the placeholder for now, while Woody is the U.K. ambassador. And they have uh, some financial people who have a lot of say in that organization as well. And those people are the constants in the building. You know, general managers come and go, head coaches come and go, obviously players come and go, but ownership has been the same for 20 years. Those allegations in the CNN report uh, about the alleged racist and sexist remarks that Woody Johnson made are appalling. Now, there are allegations. There isn't anything definitive. Woody Johnson has come out in a statement and denied those allegations. What I can tell you from a JET perspective is that when Woody Johnson was named the ambassador back in uh, 2017, somewhere thereabouts, the Jets actually did an internal investigation to scrub some of Woody Johnson's Instagram posts that contained sexual content. content. So they were aware of some, you know, some uh, questionable behavior. Now, that's not saying that it's a big jump to say that, say some of the stuff that was alleged. But uh, the racist allegations to me are particularly troubling. The sexist allegations obviously are troubling. You know, when you have a report that says that Woody Johnson liked hiring women because they were cheaper, I mean, that's frankly insulting to to every female. Uh, And when you're talking about the racist remarks that were allegedly made, that he did not understand why black people would want Black History Month, why they would want to celebrate a month for their heritage, that too is insulting. And then for him to allegedly say that black 
fathers aren't good parents. That, oh. again, is, is just incredible that that something like that could happen. And again, it's in, those, those are alleged remarks. CNN is a highly respected news outlet. There were three or four sources in that story. But again, Woody has denied them in a statement. The team came out with a statement as well. Uh, it's just not a good look. And I can tell you, even though Jamal Adams is the only player on social media to come out and essentially say that, you know, right is right and wrong is wrong uh, in relation to these alleged remarks, I can tell you that there were many other players on this roster who thought that, uh, you know, these alleged remarks by the owner were appalling. Man, you got you got a lot going on. Well, real quickly, uh, Jamal Adams, you think he's a Jet uh, all season if we play the season? You, you believe he'll be with the Jets? <sighs> yeah, I, I just don't know if the Jets are going to get an offer that's good enough to pull the trigger. If I had to choose, I would say that the Jets, you know, or, you know they're not willing to trade him for 50 cents on the dollar, and I don't believe that they're going to get an offer that they think is suitable. So that will make for an interesting dynamic this season. It's unusual for a superstar player say those types of critical things bottom. about your yeah. head coach. Wow. Yeah, no question. Hey, Manish, always appreciate it. Last second coming on. Thank you so much for always coming on with us here in South Florida. We appreciate it. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate you. I know I'm a little bit biased because I am an alumnus, but Jamal Adams has that good LSU education, and he's smart enough to know, get the hell away from the Jets. Get the hell away from Adam Gase using that good LSU education. Speaking of education, Dan Lebetard Show. Well, Dan and Stugatz, they're on vacation, but they're talking some knowledge. I'm digging your idea, and this is one you had, the two 60-game seasons, or at least go ahead and do the math and do 81-game seasons and do two sprints at this point. That's actually one of the only few ideas that you've had on our show notes that I figure actually delivered. Ooh, interesting. Yesterday was opening, opening day for Major League Baseball, but really only four teams participated. Today, really opening day. The Marlins about to get under action against the Philadelphia Phillies. Nola going to be pitching. Nola, an LSU graduate also, so he's going to be using his education. Unfortunately, he's using it for the Phillies, so we'll see. Still cheering for the Marlins. I'm not worried about that. Going to get very excited about that in just a little while, but going to get excited about that Talk about Major League Baseball from the Dan Lebitard Show. Plus, it is a feel-good Friday, so about five minutes away from some good vibes and some good baseball info on the Best of the Joe Show. Welcome back to the Best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. Hello, I am Dan Day on Twitter, at Dan Day Radio. It is a feel-good Friday, so I have that feel-good reggae music. I recently found this artist, and I was blown away. And right after I was blown away, I said to myself, I gotta share this with you on a feel-good Friday. Taiwan MC, let the horns bun. could just let this play all weekend long and I might I might just put it on repeat at my apartment in North Beach in Miami and just let the good vibes soak over me whether it's sunny or not Taiwan MC with a name like Taiwan MC that plays reggae music where is he from Paris France of course goodness gracious where else would he be from oh man this instrumental track is just straight fire let the horns burn 
Taiwan MC making you feel Irie. Yes, indeed. Dan Lovatard Show always makes you feel good. I know Dan and Stugatz are feeling good today because they are on vacation, but no worries. The rest of the guys are there. And they have a couple of fill-ins that are getting into the baseball weeds. We're talking about positive COVID tests in the MLB, even though today is opening day for most teams. Testing craziness. Is it good? Is it bad? What is it? Also, could baseball be a model for all sports? And try to talk about baseball a little at least. Juan Soto, right before opening day, news was breaking yesterday. Me and Alyssa Lang were doing radio where Juan Soto tested positive two days prior to the Nats opening up the season against the Yankees, pulled out of the lineup. Here's what uh, their manager, David Martinez, had to say about Soto's positive test. The good news is he's asymptomatic. He feels he feels fine. You know, hopefully uh, we can get him back as soon as possible. The, you know, my, my thing is you know, I had to have conversations with our players to let them know what was going on and, and you know, just, just to stay positive and tell them that, you know, we're, we're going to get through this. This is this is kind of the life we live in right now. You know, we're, we're trying to play baseball through a pandemic. Now, unfortunately, these are the things that, that might happen. So our guys are good. You know, you know they're going to they're going to be ready to play. You know, they're going to they're stay going to stay positive. You know, and they said, you know, they're going to pick try to pick up one tonight and, and, and go from there. So, you know, I just hope that one, like I said, one doesn't feel ill through all this and that he gets back as soon as possible. They want him back as soon as possible because remember in a 60 game season every game pretty much counts 2.7 games right if you do the math so it was an absolute sprint Katie but I think in a way that this could be the positive for Major League Baseball like everyone wanted to have the neg- you know, the headline and, and put it on Twitter and social media oh look at baseball Juan Soto out at 34 homers last year 110 ribbies 21 year old kid he's got COVID and every week he's going to spread it and now baseball is going to shut down I think there's some people that actually want that because because they get this this appetite for for bad news and breaking news. But in a way, Katie, I feel like this could be a good thing for Major League Baseball. And what I mean by that is like if it was a positive and they were able to do the contact tracing and it worked, the protocols clearly worked. If no, none of the nationals come back uh, testing positive after this, this can show this is the reality, right? Like sports is going to have positive tests. It's not the end of the world. Move on to the next day. You have more games life goes on. Yeah, it's inevitable, right? Especially if your positive test being inevitable, if you're not in a bubble scenario like the MLB, like the NFL is eventually going to embark upon. Like, to me, it's interesting though, Pete, that he tests positive two days prior to and then he takes two rapid result tests, instant tests, and both of them come back negative within the two days. And so that leads me to believe, okay, was it out of his system that quickly or are the instant tests, which the MLB has said they're allowed to, teams are allowed to use these tests in certain situations, this being Mm -hmm. one of them, are those accurate? And, And there's been a lot of reports all over the place about instant test accuracy. And so my fear would be that say they don't pull him and they allow him to go back in because he produces those those two negative tests from the rapid test, then what if he gives it to one of his teammates and the contact tracing gets out of control? Then you have yourself a really bad situation. But it seems in this case, they nipped it in the bud, they kept him away from other people, and, and he's not going to infect a lot of people, which is best case scenario. Or, or was he infected at all? I mean, that, that's True. part of the issue, right? I mean, if you're going to have these two rapid uh, tests and both of them are negative, I would imagine, hey, if you did one and, and you're like, oh, I think these things are pretty reliable, but if you do two, I would imagine, hey, that's a, even, you know, exponentially helps your chances of it actually being negative. So perhaps if out of all the national players that were tested two days ago, he was the only one. 
So could that have been a positive that he had had earlier this year and, and it somehow tested positive? I, mean, I don't know the science behind it, but at any point, the Nationals didn't have to look at it and go, okay, Major League Baseball wants us to do this. But at some point, we're only as good as the testing reliability and sure. it being 100% correct. And who's to say that the test that he got, the first one that put a positive, was actually real? I mean, that that's going to be the hard part of navigating this season, not only for Major League Baseball, but frankly for everybody. Well, and I think you're going to see some guys be the victim of inaccurate tests, and you're not going to know because you have to be cautious and you have to take necessary steps to keep everyone in your clubhouse safe. And so Juan Soto might have to sit out, and he never really actually was positive and a carrier of the virus. So MLB protocol at this point states that you have to produce two negative tests 24 hours apart. So the fact that, yes, yesterday he produced these multiple instant results that were negative, technically based on MLB's protocol, they have to be 24 hours apart and then for 72 hours, he can't show any symptoms or produce a fever or temperature. And, and he so was asymptomatic, not, right? David Martinez had exactly. said that Mike Rizzo, the GM of the Nats, said he's he's fine. We're just making sure he's okay. But because of our protocols that we're following, but right now, if he tests negative 24 hours apart and does these rapid result tests again, there's going to be a lot of clubs around Major League Baseball in this sprint to 60 games that are going to say, I don't know if I trust our testing. I don't know if I trust it right now because we're just, we just think that all of a sudden within 24 hours Juan Soto beat coronavirus he was like COVID-19 boom you're gone no I mean like that's going to be some major issues that all the sports are going to have to deal with yeah because that's when the danger comes in right because you're going to have teams saying hey well I don't trust this like do we really know if he's positive he's asymptomatic he feels fine he's produced a rapid instant negative whatever I think we, we should put him back out there because every single game matters I mean Billy did a phenomenal job breaking down the math behind it and the percentages so all of these games matter like if you lose off the top I mean you might as well not be in the running the expanded playoffs certainly helps but I could see guys and clubs saying hey let's toe the line we think he's fine what if he's not really fine and then you've got a couple guys that come back positive now granted they are testing frequently so you should be able to catch it with how often every other day that they're testing but this is where it gets dicey when people aren't trusting the results because they're getting such contradictory information back well and and now you carry it on to not only major League Baseball, but college football right now is watching every single day how Major League Baseball is doing their their situation. Because you can't really compare college football to the NBA, right? Because the, the NBA is... T- actually living in a bubble over in Disney. Major League Baseball is not really doing that. And so there's a lot of college commissioner uh, or league commissioners right now of their conferences that are looking at Major League Baseball going, these are the issues that you're going to have and can we combat it coming up? Chris Cody actually had a decent idea. I think there's a lot of people that have have grown apart from America's pastime, whether it's just we live in an ADD society, we're not willing to give four hours on a day, it's 162 games, we figure, hey, you know what, we'll just will show up for the playoffs. Chris Cody, I'm digging your idea. And this is one you had, the two 60-game seasons, or at least go ahead and do the math and do 81-game seasons and do two sprints at this point. That's actually one of the only few ideas that you've had on our show notes that I figure actually the, delivered. I really thought you were going to go with uh, if we could transform into any animal for this weekend. Yeah, that's that's the good idea, the two 60-game seasons? Well, I'm, I'm, well, I'm thinking about it because you got the universal DH, you got all this three-batter minimum, but I'm like, you know what? I'm intrigued by every game actually matters. That's why I love college football. Ball, and I'm like, let's get, like, you know, right now, that game last night, not having Juan Soto 
in on the on for the Nats, and the, that made a difference at this point. And so, yes, I am involved in that. Plus, I knew that if I was asked if I could be any animal for the weekend, there goes the rest of the hour and a half show, especially well, with the Lebetard listeners that we got no chance of lassoing this thing back if we ever do- start diving into that that dumpster of a topic. Well, you've already started it. So if you could transform into any oh, animal Lord. for an entire weekend, which would you choose? Your safety is not guaranteed. So, for example, would you want to be an ant? I don't know. But, Chris, there is a disclaimer about this, correct? Yes. Also, on top of that, you are you have your own brain. So it's not like if you choose to be a zebra, you auto, you automatically have the zebra's mind and you know what your daily you know routine is. You are Peter Burns' brain in the zebra. So you better do your research on the front oh end. So it's a squirrel, like, basically. What do I need to do? You should be a squirrel. Right. Because that is the most compatible brain. Do you see what I'm trying to do? I tried to just have a baseball segment. I try, like, I want the suits over at ESPN in Bristol right now and the Disney Corporation to realize I, Peter Burns, tried to say, you know what? Let's talk about this 60-game season. Let's talk about opening day. And yeah, you bring something like this and you reel me in. We talked about baseball. Trying, trying, trying to talk baseball, but spirit animal always prevails. I'll talk baseball real quick. The New York Mets are actually beating Atlanta going into the ninth inning. So Mets looking to take an early jump start to the season over the Braves. See how that goes. Of course, at 7 o'clock, the Miami Marlins going to be taking on the Philadelphia Phillies. I do not like the Phillies. I love the Marlins, so you know who I'm going to be cheering for. This weekend, got some scrimmages from the Heat. Also got a scrimmage from my Pelicans. So I'm going to be watching plenty of that. Whatever baseball, whatever MLS I can catch. Although I think MLS is back tournament taking a short break until Sunday. So I might have to wait till Sunday night for that. I have a movie review that I have to give for the Hawk and Crowder show. Titanic 2. I don't know if that is an assignment a punishment kind of feels like I'm being sent to detention all that this weekend guaranteeing I'm watching Titanic 2 late tonight after I watch the Amy Winehouse documentary a documentary on the Grateful Dead had a bunch of beers maybe a mango Rita thrown in there I'll be like all right let's see what Titanic 2 has to offer and if I don't catch it all eventually throughout the weekend I'll catch the rest of it you do need to catch Hawk and Crowder though we have exclusive audio of Dr. Fauci's pitch yesterday. Nobody else has his audio. This is exciting. I had no idea we had this, but obviously we're owned by Entercom. It's one of the largest audio companies in the world, so we often get exclusive audio because of that. So this is uh, this is going to be interesting. Exclusive from Hawk and Crowder just minutes away. Plus, it is a feel-good Friday, so I got some more good reggae music to help you drift very well into the coming weekend. This is the Best of the Joe Show. This is the Best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day, and you know it's the weekend when you tune in and you hear some good reggae music, a feel-good Friday. My guy, I pound the pavement, I unturn all the stones, and I find some of the best artists around. This is Taiwan MC, Mr. Babylon. Why do you? 
Oh, yeah, that is some skanking music right there. Just in, the Mets have defeated Atlanta 1-0. Mets had six hits. Atlanta had three hits. You think the batters are a little rusty since they didn't get that much spring training? I think so. Pitchers seem to be on point in Major League Baseball. 7 o'clock tonight, it is going to be the Marlins and the Phillies from Philadelphia. Aaron Nola, LSU grad, going to be pitching for the Phillies. I wish him the best of luck the rest of the season when he's not pitching against the Marlins. But tonight, let's go fish. Should be fun. Of course, sports seeming to ramp up slowly. So no reason to go out. No reason to get wild. No reason to party. You haven't had sports in a while. Stay home. Be safe. And enjoy the sports that we have in this world this weekend. Always enjoying the Hawk and Crowder show. So much so, in a few minutes, I am going to give you Hawkman Highlights, Crowder, Crowd Pleasers, kind of the week that was on the Hawk and Crowder show. Oh, man, always puts a smile on my countenance. I mean, it is just great. So it's always fun. That's going to be great. But it's always fun just tuning in to Hawk and Crowder. Now here on 560, the Joe starting this week from 2 to 6. We take all the stations, Papa, four straight hours of goodness. So let's dive into that goodness. Hawk and Crowder talking about DMX is equal to MLB opening night. Also, Dr. Fauci, he's got it. And we've got the exclusive on it. Plus, the FHSAA, Florida High School Sports Athletic Association. They don't really know what they're doing. Nothing says opening night like DMX. Never been said before. (laughs) I mean, what? Not what I expected, Solana. Not what I expected. I mean, Friday. It feels like Friday. triggers baseball to me. I was certainly uh, expecting, you know, John Fogarty center field. You know, maybe uh, some sort of fish song for the Marlins. I was not expecting DMX. So that's what makes this show so great. We zag another zig. Every radio show. For 40 years. Every radio show in America. I listened to every radio show this morning. They all Uh started with Center Field or whatever that song's called. That's what I'm saying. You surprised me, man. You pulled something out of the box. uh, Which radio show? Dr. Fauci. Yeah. Dr. Fauci surprised me yesterday. I thought he might have practiced a little bit, had the had the high heat coming in. Uh, Crowder, you were right on that one. You called that a, a week ago. I, you know what? When I saw the video, when I pulled it up on Twitter, before I started playing, I saw where he was standing. I said, he's too far away. Why is he that far? Right, Sneak staying in front, the, the, uh, in front of the mound. It's okay. <laughs> Just, you don't be big, man. You're not big, man. You're Dr. Fauci. Hit from the ladies' tees. <laughs> yes. We have yes. Uh, no shame in that. We have exclusive audio of Dr. Fauci's pitch yesterday. Nobody else has his audio. Oh, so uh, this is exciting. I had no idea we had this, but obviously we're owned by Entercom. It's one of the largest audio companies in the world, so we often get exclusive audio because of that. So this is uh, this is going to be interesting. And no one's played this on the, the radio stations today? Nobody. Very similar to DMX. Nobody has played this audio. Again, exclusive to the Hawkman and Crowder show. Fantastic. So this is, this is now, this is Dr. Fauci himself like what is the sound of so everybody's been playing the audio of um of the announcer leading up to dr fauci's pitch and then you can't really hear the pitch obviously or the crowd but uh this is exclusive audio from one of my sources on the field they sent i got you so we had additional microphones and what right right okay Mm. now one of the more well-known washington national fans 
Dr. Anthony Fauci to throw out the first pitch. Dr. Anthony Fauci. I mean, really, the payoff is not there, but I love a 70s sound, whatever. How did you even find that, Solana? I wouldn't even know how to look for that sound. Uh, just something from Backyard Baseball from back in the day. Oh, is that Backyard Baseball? Yeah. Oh, excellent choice by you. That's great. Okay, now I want to hear it again. Now one of the more well-known Washington <laughs> National fans, Dr. Anthony Fauci, to throw out the first pitch. <laughs> now that I remember it's backyard baseball, it makes it that much funnier. That's really funny. That's, that's a great sound. You know, Kenny Kawaguchi just hits a foul ball, and that's you guys. You, you didn't play backyard baseball, Crowder. I'm guessing it's a video no. game. No, no, no. I, I went into the that's, video games back in the day. That is funny, man. That's really funny. <laughs> you know what I like, though? And it goes along with the audio. We've talked about this before. Successful people failing at something they shouldn't be doing, like Charles Barkley and golf and all. Right. Like, I, I like seeing very successful people get out of their realm and fail. I like it. Right. It's uh, There's something very human about it. it, it yeah. It's like, uh, yeah, it's nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like Carl Lewis singing the national anthem. It's nice. <laughs> One of the most, uh, you know, decorated minds in the world right now. <laughs> right. He's throwing out a pitch. I'm going to watch this. Right. Yeah. yeah. But you can't throw a ball. <laughs> that was my backyard baseball sound. If you want to see a good first pitch thrown out, I have posted on my Instagram when I threw the first pitch out at a Marlins game. I went into the Daniel LaRusso crane kick pose, and then I threw the heat right across the plate. Steve Ciszek was kind enough to be my catcher for that moment. You could see it at Radio Mark Hockman on Instagram because Solana, you watched it today. I brought that high heat. I mean, very uh, D-Train-esque, I must say. I mean, that leg yeah. kick was was impressive. I think it was, it was a the bock, crane though. kick. It was the Karate Kid crane kick. I think it was a bock. I'm, uh, I'm a little disappointed that no umpire <laughs> pointed that out, but I will say it, arm strength surprised me. I will say it, it is did. very it is very possible that was a balk. My eyes were all over the place. I, my, <laughs> very possible that was a balk. It killed our narrative, Solana. Like we we should have been riding this pitch for ten years, making fun of him, but it was good. Well, well we gotta was, we gotta do this. We gotta do this as a show. We I and obviously I'm, I'm you know I guess they will maybe have people throwing out the first pitch, right? Yeah. Like, like that that can be done even without crowds, as you saw with Dr. Fauci last oh, night, yeah. right? So let's 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 see if we could set this up with the Marlins today. Let's start with the Marlins. They open their season against the Phillies today, 7.05 p.m. start time on Fox Sports Florida. Sandy Alcantara. He's starting for the fish on the mound. All right. The Heat will play the Utah Jazz tomorrow. Their uh, second scrimmage before their eight-game scheduled restart. It's at 4 p.m. You can hear coverage on 790 the ticket beautiful this is a uh, pretty interesting <laughs> somebody texts in crowder it's like a football player trying to jump a lake <laughs> you know what bingo yes <laughs> bingo <laughs> i can play into my own narrative i like our it. friend uh, jimmy the donk just sent out a good uh, photoshop too of me in the crane kick pose with the marlins jersey on facing off against uh, johnny at the uh, all valley uh, karate championship <laughs> Good one, Jimmy the Donk. He would have sweeped your little leg. Your little leg Oh, no my God. My leg would still be in traction. Sweep the leg. Sweep his leg, Coach? Yeah, don't, don't come around here, Mr. Miyagi, with that hand-clapping bull. 
<laughs> we got to wax on and wax off this guy? <laughs> I just got waxed. Now get out of here. Uh, what else you got, Solana? Uh, some pretty interesting news broke. Uh, the FHSAA, the Florida High School Sports Athletic Association Board of Directors, they now reversed their decision from Monday. So they voted to delay the start of fall sports to August 24th. I'm giving credit to this show for bringing yeah, Antoine Russell the, uh, and OG. And Crowder, they heard the heat. Well, they don't know what the hell they're doing. I, I, I mean, does anyone right now? Uh, but just to say, like, I'm uh, the criticism of the NFL I have of why do y'all seem so surprised by COVID? It's just high school football. I understand, right. but, bro, but most of these a, are like volunteers and stuff, aren't they? It is like, and I love this dude to death. I know he's a seminal, but just like what he does in athletics, he is a big part of like Florida athletics. Like, on the call, Charlie Ward was making decisions. Mm -hmm. And I was like, why are we listening to Charlie Ward tell us what's going on with COVID? You know what? I need more Fauci and less Charlie Ward in the FHSAA. (laughs) What are we going to do, More Charlie Ward throwing out the first pitch and uh, less uh, making medical decisions. So the numbers are up by 14% this month in the Broward. What do you want to do, Charlie Ward? You're asking Charlie? (laughs) I don't want Charlie Ward's opinion. Yeah, they're, they're, they're botching this. They're confused. They're moving it up moving it back moving it up this is not the first time because i you know i coach obviously this is not the first time they've moved they have moved this date about a half a dozen times already they're confused but to your point hawk i i expected more but i'm not surprised because bigger entities are confused as well right well let's just keep the kids safe bottom line keep the coaches safe and keep the coaches safe (laughs) High five, coach. Yeah, I, I nothing. <laughs> yeah, give you the head nod. <laughs> yeah, celebrate from there. Stay over there and celebrate. Anything else, Solana? Yeah, guys, the Toronto Blue Jays, they're moving stadiums again. They're going to play now in Buffalo at Salem Field, which is home to the Buffalo Bison. I mean, it doesn't really matter. There's no crowd, so yeah. who cares where they play? Canada put that hoof down. Canada said, yeah, you ain't man. playing nothing over here. Yep. Get your ass out of our country. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what they said. You no dirty, booty. filthy, virus-ridden <laughs> Americans. Get out of here. Houston Rockets guard Austin Rivers. He left the NBA bubble to tend to a family matter. How is Adam Gase not the lead story? Yeah, I was going to get to that, but uh, I don't know. We have audio of it. Wanted to save it for later, but yeah, Jamal I mean, Adams. Just the, I mean, Adam Gase is wrecking the Jets. There's your, there's your lead story. Story. I'm hearing about Austin Rivers. I didn't even know he was in the bubble. Jamal Adams, he told <laughs> our buddy Manish Mehta of the New York Daily News, he doesn't think Adam Gase is the right leader for the organization. Yeah, what? he is really, it is It is just comical what he is going to do from organization to organization. He is just going to go in. He's got no ability to be a people person. I, it just... I, I'm enjoying this so much. He can't lead a 441 fruit stand, and people keep giving <laughs> this bastard team after team to ruin. It is I don't know what he does in these interviews, but Gates has <laughs> interviewing down. Yeah, he knows how to interview. That is that is <sighs> for real, man. We all know an Adam Gates, someone that just always seems to turn up lucky. They're not really qualified. They don't really have a real sense of anything. But they just land on the right side of everything. They get the job. They get into law school, even though they have terrible grades in school. They get through law school. They get a great job. They do a terrible job lawyering, but they still make tons of money, and they're still hugely successful. Everybody knows someone like Adam Gase. Can't coach for anything. Actually, really bad coach that causes problems keeps getting jobs. You wonder, what do they have and why cannot that happen to me and just bottle it up 
drink it up, and I could become like that. Although, do you really want to be someone that's inept, that's hugely successful, or someone that is very capable but not hugely successful? While you ponder that, here's a little something easier to digest. It is the Hawkman Highlights and Crowder Crowd Pleasers, kind of the week that was on the Hawk and Crowder Show. Everything that happened, in case you didn't listen, all four hours from 2 to 6, Monday through Friday, this week. Highlights. Highlights. Crowder Crowd Pleasers. Crowd Pleaser. Bienvenidos al Hockey Crowder Show. Brought to you in Miami. Stop the tape! Stop the tape! I'm just saying, you throwing the sausage at everybody. I just think that'll take some time off your life. Highlight. My wife needed to turn to me while I'm in bed ordering Dr. Fauci socks. Sit your ass down! My son slept on Pitbull last night. I can't be that upset with him. It's a blanket for those of you that didn't hear yesterday's show. It's just a blanket. Hawkman Highlight. Was it knelt or kneeled? I go knelt. Okay. There's a K, though, in front of the N in, in both uh, variations. Bitch, I know how to spell knee. Why would I hate ice cream cake? Hey, man, that breast milk is tart. <laughs> Stop the tape! Stop the tape! Oh, yeah, uh, I'd, have, I'd have gave him the booty. These things are so good, give you a little taste of root beer float. Yeah. I'm all in on these Italian ices right now. I'm eating 6-7 a night, 6-7 a night, 6-7 a night. It's ridiculous. <laughs> And he'll sleep, he'll sleep on Zion tonight. We'll, we'll turn it over. Again, a blanket. You can't have Thanksgiving dinner and pull out an ice cream cake. Now, that's a bad decision. Mmm, delicioso. Do you think there's an Italian aunt in the back rolling meatballs and Parmesan? <laughs> Bro, those well, are I frozen. I hope it would be Swedish. Swedish aunt. Those. Have you had a perfect date in your life? Yes. So I posted on my Instagram story one day that that I missed kayaking. And then the guy I was dating at the time, he was like, what? Okay, Sunday, that's what we're going to be doing. And then he planned the whole day out. And Do you think this actually happened, Solana? No shot. <laughs> I told you I've been working on some words now. Yeah, satiate. Impressive. Satiate is my number one. I'm going to satiate the hell out of you. Hi. We're going to call two lizards humping, two lizards making love. One side is Pitbull, the other side is Zion Williamson, and the people that don't know, that haven't listened, those are two guys that I can't stand. Either one of them. <laughs> Stop the tape! Stop the tape! Hey man, that breast milk is tart. Sit your ass down! Why would I hate ice cream cake? <laughs> bitch, 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 I know how to spell knee. You throwing the sausage at everybody. No shot. No, no shot. I'm, I'm pleased. <laughs> Always got to end it with the sound effects all over the place because that's just a sign that the end is here. Plus, it's cool on the ears and the brain, kind of makes you... Something that's cool this weekend, the NBA inside the Orlando bubble back in action. I know I've got my viewing set for tomorrow at 4 o'clock. Got the heat. They are going to be playing against Utah. Then later in the night, the Pelicans going to be taking action to get you excited for that heat scrimmage even though it's a scrimmage hey look we're thirsty we're thirsty for some basketball here is some of the highlights from the heat's previous scrimmage against sacramento earlier this week live from american airlines arena in miami it's the nba scrimmage action live from the hp field house in the bubble in orlando florida good evening everyone mike inglis here with my partners ruth riley hunter kelly open out on the wing Nice step around Andre Higgadala, two-hander along the baseline with a jam. Nice fake on his part, and he just took advantage of the open space. And, and again, inside out, and then Andre just a quick catch and go, and 
beats his defender to the rim. So Miami back from a broadcast right to left to get a nice pass inside and quickly to the basket. Olenek, a little layup off the window, and he is fouled in the process, and he'll go to the free throw line. Kelly Olenek now coming off the bench. He is three for three, and everything is inside. He's doing a nice job getting a good pass in deep and quick up to the rim. DJ back out to Robinson. Robinson, that's a stressful three, and got it to go. Duncan Robinson, who started so hot from downtown, hits his fourth, fifth tray now. Five of eight from beyond the arc he is. And the heat up by 14. Crowder back to Silva on the wing of the blocks. The Crowder open corner three. Got it from beyond the arc. Worked the ball nice. Down to just outside the paint and kicked it to an open corner. There's a lot of paint touches that end up in three-point shooters' hands tonight. Vincent, quick release. That one's going to be off the mark. Rebound. Good one, Silva. Silva back inside. Throws it up. Oh, a hard one off the rim and got it to drop anyway. Not pretty, but it worked well. I love that. The pursuit of the offensive glass and the relentlessness that he, he plays with and then the ability to get a nice kiss off, off the glass and get it to go. Well, the clock is still going. And uh, the clock has run out. And I think that's going to be the ball game. So no foul call. No harm, no foul. And everyone says, hey, thank you very much for uh, the game. It was a whole lot of fun. But the final score, Miami 104, Sacramento 98. Now, I mean this in all honesty. It sounds great to hear some basketball action, but it does not flip you out a little bit at the beginning. Live from the American Airlines Arena. Action from the NBA bubble in Orlando. It's like, what? So the announcers are sitting in the vastly empty American Airlines arena watching a feed of the game on the big screens, announcing it, but the feed of the game is from the Orlando bubble, Walt Disney World. Got it? No. That's good. It's all good. Get this. You can download the podcast for this show or any of the shows that you've heard, wherever you get your podcasts for absolutely free, the radio.com app, or you can go to our website, wqam.com. Got any questions for me, like the Feel Good Friday songs, or just what I'm going to be doing this weekend? No worries. Got you covered. At Dan Day Radio on Twitter, and basically all social medias, at Dan Day Radio. In a couple of minutes, the Marlins going to get underway from Philadelphia. Opening day, they're still in the hunt. Of course, you can say that every single opening day. Nonetheless, they're still in the hunt. And then, of course, this weekend got some heat action. MLS is back, going to be on Sunday. Plenty of sports. Feels good to say. I am Dan Day, and this has been the Best of the Joe Show. Later, slug. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.